All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, July 31st of 2023, last day of July here, August tomorrow, and that that means football is right around the corner, so it is a fun time to uh, be playing DFS, thinking about DFS. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSims, the show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Questions can come in one of three ways. Either you can send us an email at support at sabersim.com, post your questions live in the YouTube chat, or post your questions in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. We will get to all the questions before the end of the show, as always. And if you are not part of our Discord and want to get access to that Office Hours channel, there is a link in the description of this video here. You also get access to all of our similar channels, individual sport channels, where members of the community and members of the Saberson team are helping each other with DFS strategy and concepts each and every day. So can't say enough good things about the Discord here. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up. Uh, looks like we have a nine-game MLB main slate today. I know that golf tees off Thursday morning here with a pretty crazy conclusion to um, – just the not a conclusion, but but it was a crazy tournament this last week. The 3M Open, I believe the 6 of 6 rate in the uh, main flagship GBP was about 2%. So that is incredibly low. So, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't get any 6 of 6s across, don't feel too bad here. But I uh, have a couple questions in the Office Hours channel here. I know I took Friday off here, so no show Friday. So have a little bit of a backlog here. But if anybody has any questions, something they want to get um, – Something they want to ask and answer it on today's show. Now is a great time to get those in. But first question from Mac. Mac said, in my lineups, if I only want to have hitters in the two through six batting order, for example, how can I set a rule that would ensure that? Uh, okay, good question here. So there isn't a great way to set a rule per se. So, so a couple of different ways here. One of the easiest ways I can think of is go to all batters and then sort by order and it will sort order descending. So this will be nine hitters first. I'm just going in, to uh, increase the size of the table here. So this will show you all the nine hitters followed by eight, followed by seven, followed by six here, right? So one thing I think you can do here is click on the first one here. I don't know if a shift click works. Interesting. So a shift click did work somehow. So let's see if we can figure this out. So I thought it would shift click the guys in between, but maybe if I go down to six, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go down to the last six hitter. I'm going to uncheck them. Now I'm going to go back to the top and I'm going to shift click Harold Castro. Man, why does that work? Shift click, shift click. Okay, so I checked them in. So I don't know exactly the functionality of the shift click here. Um, I can ask about that. So it looks like my understanding of it is a little wrong, but it looks like the functionality is there. So it does work in, in some manner here. But basically, you know, the easiest way is to go in and uncheck all of the nine through seven hitters here. So I'm going to shift click. I'll make sure I figure that out. But but what you can do is just come in here and, and uncheck all these nine hitters, right? And then, you know, go down all the way to six. So a little tedious. That is one way to do it here. 
Another way would be to create a group rule, which I think would be similar, where you say use no more than zero or use exactly zero, I think is a good option here. And then you might be able to do the same thing here. Okay, so so there so you're gonna have to find out a way to click all of the nine through seven hitters here. Uh, I don't love this thinking in general here, so I'll get back to you on the shift click stuff and try and make that process a little easier here. But the reason that I don't like it is because the way we are building your lineups is we are simulating out the games uh, pitch by pitch essentially here, and uh, what we are doing it's either pitch by pitch or a bat by bat. I don't remember exactly, but we are simulating out the games either way, and we are coming up with game scripts for how these games play. I think that if you were to go into any individual team and look at the average projections, you would probably see a sliding scale here where – let me do this one. Let me get rid of all zero batters really quickly with my projection greater than uh, like four. Should be fine. Remove those guys. So when you look at the order of the batters, right, we're going to look at uh, one through eight here, one through nine. And what you should often see is that, okay, you know, my one, two, three, four, five batters are usually going to be projected higher than my six, seven, eight, nine. And that's because, you know, uh, one, they're probably better hitters on average here. So their managers put them higher up in the order. Two, they're going to get more plate appearances per game, et cetera, right? So Perdomo seven projection, Marte eight, Carol nine. Walker seven, and then we start to go down, right? So then we see Canzone six, Rivera five, six, four, six, right? So we see this drop off. If you're building based on average projections, then yes, you are going to, you know, favor these guys at the top of the order more often. But in this team environment game where baseball requires, you know, one person to get a hit and then Somebody else has to get a hit to drive that runner in. So then the second guy gets a hit and an RBI. The first guy gets additional points for the run scored, right? It's this real team type of environment here. One of my favorite things to do is to try and get a different construction of batters for like the chalkiest teams, right? So if I want to see what the chalkiest teams on today's slate are, go to team stacks, can sort by projected runs. San Diego is a great option here. So let's go and look at San Diego. So I'm going to go look at San Diego. I'm going to look at their ownerships, right? Cronenworth, 31%. Tatis, 27%. Juan Soto, 21%, right? Machado, 19%. And, and everybody basically over 16% here going to be incredibly, incredibly popular, right? So the question is, the question is not, do I fade San Diego or do I play San Diego, right? Uh, to me, the question is, okay, you know, is San Diego a good play? And then that's step one. And then I would use the Sims to help me come to that conclusion, right? So the best way that I would do that is run a build here. And, and I'll run this while I continue to talk. But I'm basically going to be looking at my stack pool exposures, looking at how much the team is coming up in my top lineups, right? So I can look at my top 20. I can look at my top 150, right? I can look at uh, different bucket sizes from my pool here. And by doing that, I am valuing Sabre score, something I talked about in a uh, single entry video recently. So just going to point that out for you guys really quickly here. So if you guys haven't seen this over on the YouTube channel, let me get this pulled up. 
over on the YouTube channel, released a video, I believe, last week or week before here, uh, how to build single entry lineups with Saberson here about nine days ago, kind of walking through a single entry process. One of the things that I talked about in that video was looking at your pool size in different snippets, right? And the reason for that is that, you know, stack pool size is, is great, right? Uh, nothing wrong with looking at that but then you're kind of discounting Sabre score by doing that. So when I use Sabre score, it's like, okay, what if I look at the top 5% of my pool, which would be the top 25, 25 lineups. What does Saberson think are the best exposures there, right? What if I look at the top 50 lineups, top 10% of my pool, right? And uh, looks like we, we absolutely love Milwaukee here. Um, so that's something to take note of, right? But, but looking at the, group of lineups in different buckets, right? And then still looking at stack pool exposure and balancing all of these things out, right? So that's kind of what we're getting at. But um, let's say that, you know, San Diego, my top stack pool exposure, but I'm not really getting to them in a lot of my lineups and getting to them in some of my lineups. Let's say I want to play, uh, you know, San Diego at the same rate as the field's playing it, right? So this idea that, hey, I don't want San Diego to beat me but I also don't want San Diego to hurt me. I would rather match about what the field is going to play on San Diego or what their optimal rate is, which we are using stack pull exposure as a proxy for optimal rate here, and then take my stands somewhere else, try and find leverage on the slate in a different way, maybe by playing a team like Milwaukee at a very high rate where all of their batter exposures are under 10% from, from what I can see in the lineups that are populating with them. Right. So uh, that's just one line of thinking here, but, but, you know, for those San Diego stacks, right. They're going to be so popular, you know, how can I get to San Diego in a, in an unconventional way. Right. And I think that's where using, you know, seven, eight, nine hitters are really going to come into play. And Sabersim is going to help you get to those players and, it's because we are not building your lineup simply based on average projections here. We are simulating the games and there might be a game where, you know, you get like more of like a wraparound stack where you get like a seven, eight, you know, one, two, four stack, which, which sounds super unconventional, right? A one, two, four, seven, eight. But like, there are plenty of, op there are plenty of times in the Sims where that is occurring, which is why those lineups are coming up for you, right? We are not just building you lineups with unconventional stacks. We have, a uh, a purpose behind that right we have something backing up that lineup right so think of it uh in in that way i, I didn't want to say um you know I, I was gonna make a reference to like a uh the the dollar being uh backed by gold but but i'm not gonna go down that route uh okay so i want to look at some of these san diego stacks that we have here and i want to look at specifically some of these five stacks and i want to see what they look like right so this one is a one, two, three, four, six stack. Then we have a two, three, four, five, six stack. So a lot of these, you know, are still are still fairly close, right? In in proximity here, but it's kind of not what I'm looking for in this example. So I have a one, one, two, three, four, six, one, four, one, two, four, five, six. So so you know, the builder is telling me, hey, I don't want to play these lineups. I would kind of agree, right? And and just because like they're they're not in in my, from what I'm trying to do different enough, right? And what the builder is grading it on, you guys got to remember, is the average adjusted ownership, right? So when I go and look at my saber score here, we have this negative weight on average adjusted ownership. 
the average adjusted ownership of, of these top San Diego players are really hurting these lineups. That's why these lineups are pr- further down in your pool. It's because, you know, you're, you're using a 16% hitter, a 31% hitter, 22, 27, 21% hitter, all in the same lineup, right? So that is really um, driving the the uh, Sabre score of these lineups down here. So just something to note there. But I'm not really seeing a lineup like I kind of want here. This is probably like the closest, like a 1, 3, 5, 6, 9. But anyway, you know, point taken, I think you guys kind of got it from my rambling here is that finding unconventional ways to stack chalky teams is one way to play the chalk team differently than everybody else, right? So if you guys want to do it, uh, I, I will figure out that shift-click method here to uncheck a large number of players very quickly here. Maybe we could do a filter. Show players. No, there's not an order here. All right. Well, either way, I'll figure out uh, how to do that faster. But good question to get us going. Definitely something worth talking about here. Going to hit this next question in the Office Hours channel with my man with a Call of Duty Modern Warfare avatar. I like it. Uh, Okay, question says, Andrew, I've attached the single entry video. I've watched the single entry video a few times, and it was interesting watching you drill down with the example you used to make a decision. Maybe you've done a video on this before or one already exists, but how can this be applied in the mass entry format. I'm specifically referring to how to make decisions based on your exposure slash pool exposure. I know that ownership and projections play a role in this, but let's assume that information is perfect. I'm also aware that we want to be as diverse as possible, but surely we have to make stands somewhere, right? Okay, good question. So referring to the single entry video that I showed you guys, if you guys haven't watched that, I would definitely uh, take a watch and, and I'm open to any and all feedback there. But Questions like this are great. Happy to address, you know, any questions around my process or concepts that I talked about here. So honestly, when it comes to building, you know, one lineup versus like uh, mass multi-entry with 150 lineups, the truth is that you're not going to be able to be as specific here. Like if I'm building 150 lineups here, um, I just, I simply cannot, you know, I don't have enough time to go through all these lineups and like really, uh, approve them, I guess is like the right word. I, I have to trust the builder at some point. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a big SaberSim truther here. You know, I've had a lot of success using SaberSim. So I trust what these outputs are. Uh, if you want to spot check some of them, you know, along the way, I think that's great. Right. But to, to sit here and look through all 150 lineups and make sure they pass like that single entry uh, test kind of is, is, is a little hard to do. And something else, right. With building a single entry is, I'm, I'm only looking to take one lineup with me into my contest, right? Uh, so so I might have more, multiple lineups, which I kind of get to down at the bottom of that video. It's like, hey, I'm down to these like five lineups. They're all good to me. I would play any one of these lineups, but how do I pick one, right? I'm not trying to do that here. Here I'm trying to look at more lineup-based metrics and say I'm good with lineups with these characteristics, right? So for the for the mass multi-entry i'm trying to look at lineup characteristics more and and for the single entry video i'm trying to uh you know find lineups within the with with very similar characteristics and drill that down even more and try and find that one lineup that i want to take with me right so there's kind of that one extra step there with the single entry uh but with the mass multi-entry right so you know mostly looking for 
like we like you like you mentioned diversity right so first thing you know right to left approach looking at diversity here going to go down to the last lineup in my pool here looking at the stack characteristics of my lineup right maybe i don't want to play these three stacks something similar like i talked about right so i'd probably get rid of this two stack i might get rid of these three stacks here as well and then you know are am i getting to enough of the team stacks that i want right and i'm i'm using a couple things here one i'm using stack pool exposure to kind of guide me as to how much of these teams uh, I'm okay with on a leverage basis, right? So in single entry, you don't really have leverage, right? You're playing one lineup, you have 100% of them. Um, there's there's nothing really like, hey, I'm, I'm you know, uh, 2x the field on the one lineup that I'm, on the one team that I'm stacking in my lineup, right? You don't really think about it from that. So, so you lose that portion here, or this is something you add, right? Looking at uh, uh, portfolio percentages, right? So you know, San Diego, I have in a quarter of my lineups, right? So, so that's something different that you have to think about here. And then thinking about, you know, how much leverage are you comfortable with, right? Maybe 58% leverage till Milwaukee in 150 lineups is, is too much for some people, right? Um, maybe for me, it's okay. Maybe I look at my stack pool exposure and say, well, you know, I'm not even 2x my stack pool exposure. So I am okay with that, right? But I, I've talked to other people. I've talked to Jordan. You know, Jordan might be somebody who is saying, hey, I don't want more than, I believe he said, uh, I look at my highest stack pool exposure and I don't roster any team above that value, right? So that's more of like a risk averse type style. So Jordan would drop down Milwaukee to 35%, which I think is okay, right? So kind of have to figure out what works for you here, but but thinking about leverage is going to come into play a lot more with mass multi-entry. And then, um, you know, spot checking some of these individual exposures here, one of one thing that I'm always looking for on a batter level is okay. How much of a team do I have? So Milwaukee, I have 58, percent and then I want to make sure that I don't have any Milwaukee batter, um, particularly close to that number, right? So if I have 58 percent of Milwaukee and I come into my batter exposures and I have 58 percent of William Contreras, then I could make an assumption that you know every Milwaukee stack has William Contreras, and that is just too much exposure to one individual piece of this team, right? So if I click on Contreras, um, his his actual mean here is probably his uh, most likely outcome is closer to five with his mean being nine points. So usually you open these range of outcomes up and zero is the most likely outcome, but uh, that is being outpaced a little bit here. So that's kind of nice to see. Um, but, but for a team that I have a lot of exposure to, right, something that I'll do, is sort by team here. And then in the search bar, you can search for the team. So I'm going to go sort by team, search for Milwaukee here. And then I want to go and look at my exposure to all hitters in the Milwaukee order, right? So something that pops uh, pops up to me right off the bat, Abraham Toro at 8%. And then every other Milwaukee batter is in the 20s, at least here. So we have Toro at 8%, and then every other batter is at least 25% owned here. So I actually don't like that. I want to make sure, hey, if I'm going to play this team at this super high rate, I want to have fairly even exposure to every batter here. So what I might do is come in here and increase my Toro exposure to something like 20% here. And then the builder's going to tell me, hey, I can't give you 20%, but what I can give you is 11, right? So I've went... Um, up slightly here and this is about like 2x is stack pool exposure so i'm okay with 11 here um 
you could always go back to the home screen, increases it, increase his projection a little bit, and then do it again. You do see that my stack pool exposure went up. Uh, what you can do here is cap his exposure before doing that. So it's like, hey, I'm okay with the 58% that I had, but I just want to rearrange the stacks that I'm using. So if if I leave that max exposure uncapped, it's just going to increase the number of Milwaukee stacks that I'm getting to. But I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm okay with this number of stacks, but I just want to make sure that I'm using all the batters a little bit differently, right? So kind of back to that concept that we talked about at the beginning of the show here. So these are some things that I'm doing a little bit differently in my 150 um, entry lineups here that, that I'm not doing in my uh, single entry here, right? So these are kind of some of those extra steps that you were asking about. So hope that helps. Uh, if there's anything I didn't cover, just let me know here and I'm happy to double back on it. All right. Next question from Albus. Question says, after an MMA build, I sort of buy some optimals. I don't know what to make of it. One lineup was at 10. I'm guessing that is too chalky. How can some optimals be used in the post-build process? Okay, great question here. And let's go to MMA. We'll go back to this weekend's card. Uh, was was an interesting card. Uh, the Gaethje knockout was, was super cool. And then uh, Pereira just edging uh, Jan was, was also very interesting as well there. So... Definitely was sweating a little bit myself. But anyways, getting back to this weekend's card here, I'm going to make my two adjustments, two projections. I'm going to make sure we're building on Sim Diversity 10 here so we get that summary statistic. Uh, so for, for you guys who uh, don't know exactly what the difference is between you know some of these sorting metrics and the Sim Diversity 10 and all that good stuff, I released a video recently on our YouTube channel as well. And if you guys go to playlists, you go to Coach's Corner here, uh, these are where these videos are going to live. So understanding Sabre score for MMA DFS is going to be like a uh, something good to watch to kind of understand what we're talking about here. So I'm not going to go through all the concepts that we talked about here, but basically what we did in that video was talk about the two sorting metrics for MMA here. If you go to the sorting metrics, you're going to have MMA Sim Diversity 10 and MMA Default. I'm going to make sure we're on MMA Sim Diversity 10 for this one here. And what I'm going to see is that when I when I have Sim Diversity at 10, I'm going to get this summary statistic called Sim Optimals. So basically, as it describes here, the number of times this lineup was optimal in the build. So basically what happens is that at Sim Diversity 10, we are taking, we have, we have thousands of Sims of each fight on the slate. So there are 12 fights, right? At Sim Diversity 10, we go and grab one simulation of each fight. So we get 12 fights total. And then we do a single, we call it a slate simulation. And then we play out the slate, right? We sim each fight. And then from that slate simulation, we build the highest scoring lineup possible. And then we call that an optimal lineup because it was optimal for one single slate simulation. It was the highest scoring group of players that you could build under the salary cap uh, for the highest fantasy points, right? So we have this first lineup here. The sim optimal is say five. So what that means is that, hey, when we did those 500 slate simulations for trying to give you 500 lineups, this same combination of six fighters showed up five times. So what that means is that, hey, you know, the higher the sim optimals, the higher the win probability of this lineup, right? The more likely if this lineup is showing up as the winning lineup in the sims a lot, it's a good chance that, you know, this lineup is going to be a higher have a higher chance of winning than the other lineups in your pool. So we are one, we are 
tallying that. We are counting those as we're going through the simulation process. And then two, if you look at the Sabre score formula here for Sim Diversity 10, we're going to use this as a variable. So we're doing 100 times the number of Sim Optimals in your lineup to, to get you... Uh, to get these lineups to the top of your pool. We want to value these lineups very highly here. So one thing that, that you said that I want to clarify is that Sim Optimals does not, is, is, is not a one-for-one one with chalkiness. So I can look at this lineup and see that the ownerships are high, but that doesn't mean, you know, Sim Optimals means chalky. Like that, uh, I would not make that that correlation, right? Um, it can be. So it can be is... is the more appropriate answer here, right? So that's why we kind of talk about, hey, you know, we want to do things to um, try and make sure our lamps are going to be less duplicated. We talk about stack constructions, right? So one thing that I really like to do is run a cash build, right? Run a cash build. A cash build will have zero, zero settings here for your correlation and sim diversity, and then see what the most popular constructions are, right? So one thing I like to do is, hey, let's sort by salary, Let's look at the highest salary guy. And then when you uh, use the magnifying glass on this player, their exposures are going to update. You're going to see the other players that are showing up in lineups with them. So for me, what I'm trying to do is say, hey, when I use the highest salary fighter of Bobby Green, who is the builder putting into lineups with him to get some salary relief, right? There's only so much salary to go around. 50,000 salary, six fighters. That's somewhere in the neighborhood of like, 8,000, a little more than 8,000, right? So if you're, if you're paying up for Bobby Green, you're going to have to pay down elsewhere, right? So this is a way of figuring out, hey, you know, maybe people are paying up for Bobby Green and then they're paying pay, paying down for uh, Claudio Ribeiro here, right? So that's, that's one line of thinking. Another thing that you could do is uh, try and, you know, maybe avoid max salary lineups, right? Our top sim optimals is max salary. That's unfortunate. You know, we would lose that lineup, but doing some type of salary thing works too, right? Doing a geo mean rule. If you're on the standard plan in the home screen, do a geo mean custom metric and a geo mean filter. If you're in, if you're on the Saberson pro plan, right? A couple different options there, but uh, getting back to the question, how can some optimals be used in the post build process? So we are using it in the post build by including it in Saber score, right? So I just want to be clear and upfront by that. Um, but as long as you, you know, make sure that you're using the right metric here because the metric will not go to the right one, uh, will not go to Sim Diversity 10 automatically here. Uh, MMA default is still okay. It just doesn't have that same variable here. So think about that. Think about ways to avoid duplication and try and balance those things all together here. Uh, but really quickly here, yeah, I, I would I would say that's that's the way to go. All right. Next question from FV here. FV finally made his way to the to the Discord. Congrats, my man. FV is always posting questions in the YouTube chat here, uh, especially ahead of the stream. So nice to see him hopping into the Discord here. All right, question said. Hope you had a nice weekend. Thanks, man. You too. Can you please walk through how to fully upload a line on the beta version for DK? I got to the point of downloading the template from the contest button, but could not figure out how to upload my lineups so they would appear on DK. Thanks for the help. Looks like FV is here as well. Yeah, man, I could definitely do this. Um, this is our last question at the moment, anybody, everybody. So if anybody has any other questions that they want to ask, now is a great time to get those in. But give me a second to get the beta pulled up here. And we will talk about this. Actually, wrong screen. 
Okay. It will be this one. Okay, so um, for those of you guys who aren't aware, so we are testing out a new version of the SaberSim app here. Uh, if you guys are on the SaberSim Pro plan and you guys are on a paid subscription, you can access this beta version. It's in a beta because there's still some bugs here. And uh, we're asking, uh, you know, one of the great things with being on the pro plan, you get early access to features. And that's really because we we need additional people testing out these tools, helping us report bugs and stuff. So if you guys are on the pro plan, you can access this beta.sabersim.com and just sign in with your normal credentials. And you should be able to um, build lineups here. But basically what I would do, make my two adjustments, two projections, right? I'm just going to do something for the main slate tonight. I'm going to... Uh, build my lineups here and let me get us a CSV to work with really quickly here. So I'm just going to go enter a contest on DK while these lineups build anyway. So I have a little bit of downtime. All right. Lineups are building here. And I have a CSV, so we're all set there. So lineups are going to build. I'm just going to act like uh, we're building one lineup here, so I'm not going to make any adjustments, do any of that. Strictly just focusing on upload. Waiting for these lineups to finish. I should have dropped this down to, to 500, but I didn't. All right. Lineups are loaded up now. So I, I'm going to change my number of lineups to one. That's all set. Okay, so what I'm going to do here, right? couple things. So there's a couple options here. There's save to favorites, save to contest, and save to CSV. I want to save to contest. But at the moment, I have no contests uploaded, right? So I'm going to click on this contest button. And it's going to tell me, hey, there are currently no lineups to view. And then it's, it's because I don't have a CSV, right? So the way that I get a CSV, please upload an entry file with lineups in it or fill your existing entries. Okay, so I need to upload my CSV here. And the way that I do that, okay, hold on. Okay, okay, so sorry. So from the build one that we were in, if I hit save to contest, this will say, hey, please upload your entries file from DK. So I'm just gonna use the hyperlink here. And then I'm going to drag in my entries file. Boom, I have my entry. I have my contest that I'm uh, saving to now. And then I'm just going to hit save to contest. So then it. So then when you guys look at it now, it says source build one 1131, uh, which, is, which is this build one, right? I can match it with my build one. And then I know I'm all set. One thing that happens is that this download button next to the slate identificator goes green so then now it's telling you hey your entry file is ready to be downloaded and then once i click that the green will go away here and then now i have my entry file to upload to DraftKings. and then you just uh, go to DraftKings. you know make sure you're on the edit entries page make sure you are not on the upload lineups page so small discrepancy there where people can get caught up but if you need information on just simply uh, how to upload your lineups to DraftKings here. We have a great tutorial. And screen is black. Okay, hold on. Share entire screen. Interesting. 
So not letting me share my screen at the moment. Don't know why. But what you would do here is go to settings in the top right. Go to help. And then this will open up our help documentation here. Let's see if I can work my way through this one window at a time. So this is our help documentation page. Go down to frequently, uh, yeah, go down to frequently asked questions or actually no, go, go down to tutorials, how to fill your entries. If you open this up, this will show you, you know, how to fill an entries file and then how to submit it to DK. I'll just show you the DK guidelines, uh, the DK actions as well. But as far as the beta goes, that is how you do that. All right. We are all caught up with questions at the moment here. So while we wait for any last questions to come in, just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, would highly recommend taking advantage of our partnership with them. They are an up-and-coming DFS site here. We were the first major optimizer to support their contest. We started this partnership at the beginning of the MLB season here. It's been great to date. One good thing about playing over on Owner's Box is a lot of their contests overlay, right? They're trying to grow. So they are sizing their contests up. Uh, a lot, of a lot of times these contests won't always fill, right? You can find reduced rake. You can find no rake. You can even find contests where they are paying you to play. Your $5 entry becomes worth $6 by the time the contest starts. The competition is generally going to be softer than what you're going to find on DK, FanDuel, or Yahoo here. And then if you use promo code SABER or SABERSIM when you sign up, one, you can get up to a $500 deposit bonus. Two, we would track your entry fees for you and you can earn free months of Saber Sim just by playing on the site and nothing else here. So each time you hit one of these uh, entry fee tiers here, we will reach out to you, let you know you have earned a free month of Saber Sim. You can wait for the next tier or you can cash in on that on that free month right away. Once you cash in, we will automatically reset your tracking to zero. And there is no limit on the amount of free months of Saber Sim you can earn while this promotion lasts. If you're looking for the sign-up page, it is linked in the description of this video. But... Looks like we're all set here today. Happy to be back. Uh, you guys know we will be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. We do this show Monday through Friday. So get your questions uh, asked. Get those questions in. And if you guys are building lines throughout the day, something pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Drop it in the YouTube chat. Gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with for our next show here. I really appreciate it while everybody continues to roll in and tune in and ask more questions. But until then, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.